Welcome to episode three of the Thundercast. This is your host, Brig. And I'm his co-host, Kale. But most importantly, my boss, Kale. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is not the most important thing. <laughs> First and foremost, is that better? Mm, no. No, not First better. First and foremost, I am Brig's friend. Like Michael Scott kind of boss, you know? Except minus all the scary stuff Michael Scott does. I would hope so. <laughs> well, anyways... Thanks for tuning in with us this week. We did not have a podcast last week, so we have a lot to catch up on here recap-wise. So we'll go ahead and get started here. Um, First off, we have women's soccer. And women's soccer, the last two weeks, started off conference play. um, Lost both. So we're down to a record of 0-7-5. Just still waiting on that first win. We're just just waiting on it. Um, So we, we had a draw against Utah Tech. And then we lost to GCU four to one, and we lost to Cal Baptist two to zero. Uh, so we're o two and one in conference play. Kale, what's going on with soccer, man? I'm I'm not completely sure. Well, at least we didn't lose to Utah Tech. I'll say because the rivalry game was the one I was just hoping that we would win, but we didn't lose it either. So a a draw is a better than a loss, but a four to one loss is pretty. Pretty tough, and then to follow it with not scoring at all against Cal Baptist is is kind of difficult as well. So I think I'm starting to lose hope for the season because it's it's tough to turn around this difficult of a record this far in. So true. I, I think we'll get one though. I think I think they definitely have it in them to get one. Oh yeah, we're if we go. Zero blank and blank. I would be really disappointed. I think we can get some wins in there, but it's it's tough to salvage a season at this point. The goal I would say would be to just turn the team culture around, get a couple wins before the end of the season, um, make the team, make the program look a little bit better, kind of get into a rhythm, into a role, establish some more team chemistry and figure things out before we go into the next season with a little bit higher hopes. No, definitely. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to speak with head coach Kai Edwards last spring after their season. And, you know, he had really high expectations for this team and, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's got to be a little bit, it's probably pretty disappointing, right? To see the town on the team and to just not get the results that you want. But he talked about a lot about you can only do what you can do right? Wins happen. Wins are just a result of what you do, right? And so sometimes you're not going to win even if you play your best, right? Some, th- some things just happen, but um, I know he's a really good motivator. just don't go your way, and exactly. there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and he's a good motivator, and, and he'll get this team on the right track eventually. You know, it just takes time. You know, some teams just, they might just still not be, you know, all, all together yet, but, you know, hopefully the end of this year and start of next year, they'll be able to, to, to really get it rolling after you know, the record year last year with a record of nine, six, and two. So, yeah, to me, as far as the season for soccer, it's almost like garbage time of a sports game. And that sounds bad, but I just mean it from the perspective of like the season is not going to go our way no matter what at this point, but we can at least show what we have before the end of the game, you know? Definitely, yeah. And next up, we have football. So, I have actually gotten the experience to be in the press box for football for the last two games. It's been super fun. Humble brag. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. I wrote the recap on one of them and then 
Chevy had me take participation while I was doing it, so I keep track of who goes on to and off of the field. And I do it for the away teams. He does it for the home teams. But it's a super cool experience. I'm going to be doing it for the rest of the year probably, at least for our home games. I talked to Regan about it, our SID. Super cool. I loved it. It was fun to get to watch the games from up there. We started off by taking down Western Illinois 37-17. to The score doesn't really reflect exactly how the game felt, and I'll explain that in just a second. It started with a slow first quarter that got ramped up a little bit and then a terrible second quarter. The second quarter looked really bad. I think we went scoreless in the second or at least most of the second, and then we went into halftime 17-17 to and got off to a slow start in the third quarter as well. But that fourth quarter, we just we took it away, hit the ground running, held them to a shutout for the fourth quarter as well. Which defense, was defense had a great second huge half. deal, huge deal, definitely made a big difference. But it was it was weird to see because it was another game accentuating that fourth quarter team comeback kids kind of thing. And I just I just want to see us go out there and kill it in the first two quarters all the way through the first half. Just dominate. But I think we will see that in the future with some upcoming conference games. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Be on the lookout for it. Definitely, yeah. You know, it's kind of been the, the, the same theme. You know, when going, getting to this next game, we lost to Central Arkansas 29-27 to 27 this past weekend. And, you know, it just reminds me of last year. Last year's team finished 5-6, and six, but, man, we had four different one-score losses. And it's just it's really that inability to, to start and finish games. I think that's really just killing them. You know, they, they play well middle of the game and, you know, end of game against Western Illinois, right? But in the games that they lose, they just they really struggle at the beginning and end. And, you know, that's got to just be... Play well in the middle of the game. The second quarter is by far our worst quarter for our football team. But you've got to be able to finish games, though, is kind of what the, the point that I'm alluding to. We're way better at finishing the game, though. If you go look at our fourth quarter points, they're higher probably would be my guess than any other quarter. But the biggest thing for us is just that clutch factor. It's it's the two-point conversion we couldn't get. We just need to be able to get the ultimate end goal that we want out of it instead of just only being able to get right to the verge of success in that fourth quarter and then not being able to close the deal. Yeah, definitely, yeah. The leaders on the season through just under the midway point. Um, Justin Quarterback Justin Miller has 1,110 yards with 11 touchdowns and six interceptions, but he's completing just 52.4% of his passes, which you don't want to see. Wide receiver Zach Mitchell, the redshirt freshman, has 26 catches for 382 yards and four touchdowns. And, man, I'm just con- continually impressed by him. He's He's been very good. Um, wide receiver Tim Patrick, Timothy Patrick Jr., sorry, had a had a great game. Three touchdowns. Which three. is three more than he had on the year. Yeah. So amazing. A great game for him. Fantastic game. But man, Zach Mitchell has just been he's been solid. Like he's just been a rock for this team, you know. I think the wide receiving core in general looks great for this team so far. I've yeah. been really impressed by what they've done. We're really gonna miss Isaiah Wooden next year, that's for sure. Absolutely. I've been surprised, you know, last year they were really able to get him going in the run game, you know, jet sweeps, that kind of stuff. This year, he just hasn't had that success. And, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily game plan or just not executing plays very well as a team, but mm-hmm. he has not gotten that same success that he had a year ago on the on the ground game when he was our second leading rusher. Yeah, that's true. But 
But on the defensive side of things, linebacker Connor Colomore, the redshirt sophomore, leads the team with 38 tackles, and he also leads the team with 25 solo tackles. That, that linebacking core has been very good for us this year. And then defensive tackle Robert Horsey leads the team in TFLs with five and a half and sacks with two and a half. You know, I, I think we need some more pressure on the quarterback. I think, you know, that's definitely something that, that would help our uh, chances here in the next few games. We're, we're just, they're just way too comfortable in the pocket, and that just allows for big plays. And we've seen that as a huge issue. Yeah, I, w- I would love to see more pressure on the quarterback as well. But I honestly, I think our defense has been doing a good job. We just need to make sure that our defense plays consistently at the high level that they can. And then on top of it, we need the offense not to make sloppy mistakes that put our defense in bad positions to try and manage after a mistake by the offense. Definitely, yeah. No, no more turnovers. That's the goal. That may be a that may be a unrealistic a tough task. goal, but it's a goal. <laughs> True. Next up, we have volleyball. Oh yeah. So since the last time we talked. You're 0-4 and have won one set through those four games. So just a rough stretch start conference play as all four of those games were conference. So we're 0-4 start whack play. Um, Real tough couple weeks for volleyball. Just, yeah, just can't really get things going. I mean, you got you to gotta get a win here at some point in whack play. You know, looking at, looking at the game against Utah Tech, and it was the, the, the start of the set that really killed us. And, you know, head coach commented on it and just, it's not SU volleyball. They just Utah Tech just dominated the first, the first bit of every single set, and that's just the difference. You know, you got it. You got to come out strong, and if not, you're just going to be playing behind the rest of the time, and you don't you don't want to be doing that. So, yeah, um, we have had a couple bright spots on the team this year, though. Outside hitter Andrea Spasiovic leads the team with 126 kills, and she's also first on the team with 163 digs, which is very good for an outside hitter yeah, to lead the team. Fantastic. It's very rare that you see someone that can lead the categories like that, especially because kills and digs are two Literally completely offense, different things. Offense and defense. She's the, the ultimate two-way star for us. Yeah. I think that's really impressive. And I know you think our setter is really impressive too. Yeah. Um, you know, transferred in, Tania Lelue. And she's leading the team with 386 assists. And I don't know if you've uh, checked and see, but nobody else on the team has over 70. Wow. And obviously, you know, it's we run one setter in our lineup, so it's not like we're running multiple in, yeah, in you'd a rotation. expect her to have most of the sets. Yeah, but she's been very impressive. She'll end up with the most uh, assists in a year that we've had in probably five or six years. So she's been very good, and we'll have another year of her hopefully next year. So Yeah, I'd be curious to go look at how she stacks up against the other teams in the conference. We'll... Try and get that to you guys by next week. <laughs> Definitely. A couple exciting things coming up here for cross country. And in the past, they were invited to participate in the Notre Dame Invitational and a very prestigious, prestigious um, invitational. That is a big event for cross country. Um, there was lots of nationally ranked teams that were in it. So for the men's side, that included number nine, Notre Dame, number 19, Florida State, 22, Alabama, number 38, Michigan State, and number 36, Montana State. And with all those really highly ranked um, teams, the the SUU team was unfortunately only able to finish 18th out of the 19 teams participating. 
Um, but I heard that there were some issues with sickness. Kale, do you have any more insight into that? Yeah, I think sickness can definitely be a huge problem, especially in cross country, because if it's any kind of sickness that affects your immune system, it throws off your training, it throws off your lung capacity and all of those things. And even if you're healthy by the time you get to the race, your training hasn't completely worked the way it should going into that race. So sickness really can have an impact. And and I know that was something that was a problem with the men's cross country team. And it's it's just a great opportunity for them to have gone to compete with those high ranked teams regardless, even if they didn't place very high against them, because being around greatness helps you to achieve greatness yourself. So I think it was a great opportunity for them. Yeah. And I, th- I, th- I think it also just shows like what it really takes. Right. Yeah. And we, we definitely saw that on the women's side as well Is you know, you could argue that there was even better nationally ranked teams there as number one in the whole nation, North Carolina State was there, number four, Notre Dame, number 14, Alabama, and number 34, UC Davis. Getting to go up against the number one team in the nation is something that you don't get to do in very many sports here at SUU. That's you know? true. And so I, I know that was probably a pretty cool experience. The women's team was only able to crack 16th, but at the end of the day, it really is just the ability for them to go out there and to compete against the best of the best, like you were saying, and and you know, definitely something that's very exciting. Yeah, kudos to cross country for that. Definitely, yeah. Now we have men's and women's golf. Oh, yeah. Gotta love golf. So the men's team, for the first time this year, did not finish last as they took 13th out of 14 at the Nick Watley Invitational. Sorry, Nick Watney Invitational. Yes, go team, not last um, place. Yeah, just still struggling, just trying to get things figured out. They have one more <laughs> invitational that we'll talk about in a little bit here. But the women's team. They only have one more for the year? The men's do. Oh, okay. I believe, unless I'm incorrect. Don't don't quote me on that. The women's team, though, finished fifth out of 14th in the Title IX g- golf tournament. That's it was fantastic. definitely That's good. good luck because it was my hometown, so I'm going to attribute that it was success your fault. to myself that we took fifth. But Yeah, take the credit for it by all means. But we had a very, very impressive performance. And Oh, do you want me to say it? I can't pronounce this name either, Brig. Irene finished second individually at a minus eight, only one behind the leader. So a great performance from her. Really close there. Almost got that first place. I really wish she could have had it, but... But she has been very impressive. I mean, this is the second time that we've gotten to mention her and botch her name, right? But Yeah, that's she, true. She's been very good. Eventually, we'll, we'll figure out the best way to pronounce that name. It's, it's a tough one. We'll have to go find her and talk to her and be like, please, just tell us how to pronounce your last name because we cannot do it for the lives of us. <laughs> Maybe even a guest appearance here. That's true. That would be a fun one. But, yeah, she's been very impressive. She's really led the charge for that team. Now we're going to go ahead and get into some previews, what's coming up here in the next week or so. So we'll start off here with men's golf. Yeah, we'll stick around with golf. We have our, according to Brig, we're not confirmed on it, our final men's golf competition for the season. They'll head to Northridge, California, to compete in the Bill Cullum Invitational on Monday, September 9th and the 10th. So that'll be across two days. And then we have women's golf will be competing Monday, September 9th through the 11th, so at three days, in Las Cruces. Yeah? 
Las Cruces, New Mexico, to compete in the New Mexico State Golf Iconic Classic. And yes, just to confirm, I was correct in my research. At least listed on their schedule, they only have one more. But but yeah, so hopefully the golf team can finish out the, the year strong. Yeah, yeah. You know, women's golf's had a really good season. Men's golf, they just got to finish out the year strong, right? Got to get, got to give it your all here for this last one. I want to see Irene get that first place in this upcoming meet. Definitely. I'd be really excited for that. Definitely, yeah. She's She's been very good. In football, you know, the one that everyone loves the most. <laughs> everyone being me. Me, <laughs> I kid, love football the Kale most. That loves the most. <laughs> um, they're going to continue United Athletic Conference play at Tarleton State. On Saturday, this yes. Saturday, we will be away for this game, and then we go into the bye, and we will have an off week. So, and just want to give everyone a reminder to everyone who's listening, to you who are listening, that you can stream all games from football, soccer, and volleyball. I don't know about the golf and cross country, but you can stream those three on ESPN Plus. So, you know, watch the games. Especially with all these away games that we have coming up, you know, it's really important that you're you're staying you're staying in tune with with the season and how it's going. I got ESPN Plus just to pay attention to SUU sports, so I could watch our games. It's very nice. I really enjoy it. Um, but we'll be looking off to to get our first win in conference play. Here's we're own one conference play with a with a total record of one and four. With yep. Once again, three of those losses by three or less this year. Which I mean, it's the same story. But last week. We're 0-1 in conference, but last week I think we played the best team in our conference, the best running game by far in our conference. So I think we've got a good shot. Pay attention because you could be seeing some wins rolling in from our football team if we start to figure these things out. Oh, definitely, yeah. And soccer has two away conference road games in the next seven days. So we're going to be taking on Texas Rio Grande Valley on Thursday at 5.30 p.m., and then we'll be staying in Texas and to take on Stephen F. Austin on Sunday at 11 p.m. our time. So that's going to be a, a late start. So yeah. if you have a bedtime, that's too bad. You're going to be watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And once again, you can stream all those games on ESPN Plus as they will not be taking place here in Cedar City. Personally, I would love to tune in, but I would love to tune in and see us get those wins. In volleyball, we have... Two games this week, both in Texas. Thursday at Abilene Christian University at 5 p.m. And that one I'm going to be writing a recap on. So go check it out on sunews.net. Is it going to be better than my recaps? I have no clue. <laughs> I've never written volleyball before, so I guess we'll find out. All right. I guess we'll, we'll have to compare and contrast after. I've played it, so I would hope I know it well enough to write an article on it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work with Andon, and hopefully he can teach me how to write a volleyball article. You can just ask me, Kale. I've written like every single recap for volleyball this year. Oh, nice. Good for you. <laughs> and, then, and then Saturday, we will be playing Tarleton State at noon. We are looking to get our first conference win this week, hopefully two conference wins, and snap the four-game losing streak. We at least want to get a win in one of those games so that we can not be completely... Zero and sixed out by the end of the week in conference wins and losses. Definitely, yeah. And men's and women's cross country will be hosting the Color Country Invitational this Saturday. It'll be taking place here in Cedar City at the Cedar Ridge Golf Course, I believe it's called. Nice. And 
that about wraps up what we have for SEU Sports Talk this week. It was a lot being the last two weeks, but hopefully we'll be able to get some wins. It was a, it was a rough couple of weeks for SEU Sports there, but, but we're getting closer to basketball season. Ooh, basketball. Just about a month away. Yeah, I don't know much about basketball, but I do love watching basketball. <laughs> well, you guys will love tuning into the women's basketball games this year, reigning WAC champions. Yes, we're coming, coming back with a vengeance. Was able to to play Notre Dame in the NCAA tournament last year, and then you know, brand new brand new squad here with the men's team with new head coach Rob Jeter, and it should be an exciting season for both. Let's get into some NFL, Kale. Your Bengals are not as bad as my Broncos, but it's close. Yeah, I don't oh, I don't have fun talking about the Bengals anymore. It is it is hard to watch every game. I sit there and I watch it all the way through and I'm like, "Oh, at some point we're going to see Joe Burrow come out and throw like a great pass, right?" And it's just not happening. The Bengals do not look good at all right now, but my keystone is Christian McCaffrey. Because I've always said he is my favorite player in football, along with Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is out for the season. So I'm on Christian McCaffrey. I wear the jersey every time he plays. He has looked fantastic every time. Four touchdowns. Four? Three? I think it was four touchdowns last, last week. week. Yeah, he had four. Three in the first half, though. Yeah. Really, really cool to see him succeed so much. You know, I love Christian McCaffrey. The only thing I have against him, for those of you who know Colorado, that he played at Valor Christian High School. There's probably a select few that even know who Valor is, but if you know... I don't. You know that you hate Valor. Everyone hates Valor, so that's the only thing I have against him. Well, I love Christian McCaffrey, so I don't care where he went. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, good last two weeks in football. Zach Wilson finally had a, a solid game, game, I would say. Good you performance. Know, he was the first. Did you see the stat? He was the first quarterback in Patrick Mahomes' college or NFL history to, to outperform him. him, like, yeah. statistically in every single regards. And even if you watch the game, he outperformed him, too. And, Which is insane. You know, it was that. Especially because they still lost. Yeah, the fumbled snap at the end and some questionable missed calls on that third and 22 with that hold there. Not a big fan of those missed calls. Not a big, well, I think it makes I me even more mad because. I always the so. <laughs> well, they're so good, you know. You, you can't root for them. You have to root against them. It's like Tom Brady all over again. <laughs> Definitely. But anything else for football, Kale? Uh, Bills your, beat the crap out of the Dolphins. Your Broncos? Come on. They they made a fantastic comeback. They looked we, great. We may have won, but <laughs> did we lose? Because now the Bears are going to get killed, Williams. So it was, it was the garbage bowl. Broncos versus Bears, arguably the two worst teams in the NFL. You thought the Cardinals were bad. No, the Cardinals look good compared to those Somehow, two teams. Somehow, Joshua Dobbs starting quarterback, he's been good. Don't know how, but... Yeah. Sorry, Brig. Even though my team looks bad, your team still looks worse. Yeah. And in some Broncos news, actually, there was a surprise release today. The Broncos released Edge Randy Gregory today. As oh, they, really? He lost his starting job last week, you know, which happens sometimes, but they released him today. Big surprise move, um... They released him, I think, in part due to the to the cap hit he was going to take next year, that, that the Broncos were going to take next year, and they they uh, activated outside linebacker Baron Browning off of the pup list. So Dang. that was probably a transactional move there between those two. They're that seems bringing bringing, bringing the young in back, but but I think that's about it for NFL. 
Yeah. Big NBA stuff. So first of all, before we get into the really big stuff, we have training camp starting this week. Media days for the NBA were yesterday. And I don't know if you saw Jimmy Butler, or I guess they're on Monday, Tuesday. Did you see Jimmy Butler in his look? I did not, no. You you missed out. Jimmy Butler came in with a what he calls his emo look. <laughs> Got all the piercings. He had his hair down down the side of wow. his the the right side of his. I can't even face. picture that. I gotta look it up right now. I was I was shocked, but impressed. And now let's get into more of the the deep stuff with the NBA. This is the stuff that I care about. My team is involved for once. <laughs> Damian Lillard, Mister Never Gonna Chase Championships, has been traded. To the, to the Milwaukee Bucks. Powerhouse team. And guess what team is my team? The Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go. Yeah, that's going to be quite the unstoppable duo. And they, they lose Drew Holiday. Which who, sucks. I love Drew Holiday. You know, and point of attack defense is, is very underrated in basketball because you don't really notice that a lot because you just think, oh, you have a rim protector. It doesn't matter. But constantly getting beat is, just makes it so hard on help defense. So we'll see how that goes. But offensively, that is going to be a tough duo to stop. I think, you know, yes. Damian Lillard, one of the best, top, probably top five scorers in NBA history. Giannis is probably already a top 20 player in NBA history. And you add Brooke Lopez defensively and offensively for that to stretch the floor. Chris Middleton. And then you have... Both very underrated players. You know, you can slide in Pat Connaughton, Wesley Matthews. You got a, you got a couple guys there. Marjan Beauchamp should be making a huge jump this year. Rookie last year. Um, played a lot in the G League, played a lot at the end of the year. Yeah. Really good length wing. He should be be good for them this year. And Drew to the Celtics. Or sorry, before we get to Drew to the Celtics, let me ask your thoughts on the Dame trade since it is your team. Well, I'm as much as I am happy with it because I think it makes our team a better team. It does make me sad a little bit just because Drew was one of my favorite players on the team as a person. I really enjoyed Drew. He was a cool dude. I liked his style of play. I love seeing someone who just has the skill that it takes, the intelligence in the game. It's so cool to see, but I'm excited to see how Dame does as well because I know he's a very, very talented dude. Definitely, yeah. It's you know, it's a business. Yep. And you got to do what you got to do to win. Exactly. You got to make money somehow. But Drew to the Celtics. I was okay with it because I, mean, I also love the Celtics. That team is. Also insane. Very powerful. I mean, their starting lineup. So this is so this is their projected starting lineup. As long as Chris stops, he's had some injuries in the offseason. But you're looking at Azrew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Chris Stops Porzingis starting lineup. I don't know if there's a better starting five in basketball. I mean, the Nuggets are probably close and the Bucks are probably close, but yeah. You know, there's there's some gonna be some real contention in the East this year. You know, you have the 76ers. James Harden did show up to training camp, and he's been playing. Does he look in shape this time? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sure he is, but, you know, and I know the betting favorites were moved. The The Bucks and Celtics are now kind of the, the top dogs. So Sweet. that Eastern Conference Finals, if it happens, it'll be a fun one. I hope we get to see Bucks celtics It'd be good. But I think that's about it for professional sports unless you have anything else i know the nhl season starting soon but yeah i don't I, I know nothing about the nhl so i will have to try and learn <laughs> that this year mlb wild card is continuing right now as well so nice be getting into that and college sports wise rest of college football colorado's making me sad it's his first year you know they're i know they'll be good but i was just 
I was just cheering for Colorado. I've never cheered for college sports, and I was like, Colorado will be my team now. Uh, originally, I started cheering for LSU and Clemson, but Ooh. but I quit cheering for college football after I started cheering for them, and they both lost games, so they were projected to murder the team on the other side. Which and Clemson I didn't game watch was that? college football since until this year. <laughs> was that the Clemson-Syracuse game? It was the rivalry game last year. Oh, against uh, South Carolina? I think so. Yeah, Spencer Rattler went crazy. Beamer ball, yeah. Shane Beamer, special teams. Yeah, but you know it's been a really it's been a really fun season. You know I think one team that is still even underrated is Washington. Man, that that offense is insane. You know Michael Penix, the transfer from Indiana, second year here. You know he's a NFL type quarterback, and then they have him in Rome O'Dunes at the wide receiver spot, who's just an insane duo. He's second in all of college football in touchdown catches behind Roman Wilson of Michigan. Wow. And they're just a really good team, and it's been fun. And it's one of those years where you feel like there's a lot of disparity, like Georgia doesn't really look that good. They're still number one, even though they've played a cupcake schedule and haven't really played very well. But there's just a lot of really good teams. You know, Texas is good again. The Red River Red River rivalry is this week, Texas-Oklahoma. Ooh, that'll this be a Saturday, good one. 1.30 Mountain Time, I believe. But, yeah, it's just been a fun year, and college basketball is starting up soon as well, so it'll be fun. But I think that's about it for us today. Thank you for listening, and that's all from us. As always, have a great day. Ah!